stand this morning? Are you excited to be here? Amen. I am. Yes. It's a great day to praise the Lord. Thank you, Father. You are so good. You are a good God. Thank you, Lord. Let's go over our vision. Ready? We are a strong, growing community of faith-filled believers who live aligned to the Word of God, and we make an eternal impact in the lives of others. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. For those watching online, we welcome you. We thank you for watching and praising with us this morning. And we just, we are glad to be here. It's a good day. We're bright and early today. It's a good day to praise God. Lord, we worship you. We thank you for this wonderful day that you have made. And we will rejoice in it, Father, and be glad. And we just thank you for everything you are going to do this morning, Father. We come to you with open hearts. And we just worship you and love on you this morning, Father. We just glorify you. We just praise you, Father, for you are good. And thank you, Father, that we know who we are in you, Lord. We belong to you. We just worship you and glorify your name. We glorify. Just do that this morning. Just praise him this morning. We thank you, Father. We shout out to you, Father. You are glorious. We just worship you, Father. We thank you for your Holy Spirit that helps us. We worship you, Father.
give him glory this morning. Oh, Father, we thank you. We bless you. Holy Spirit, we're so grateful for your presence. We're so grateful for your presence in this place. We just thank you, Father. We thank you, Father, that we can come together with brothers and sisters of like precious faith. We thank you, Father, that where two or more are gathered in your name, you are in their midst, and that's what we're doing today. We're gathered in the name of Jesus, the name that's above every name. And so we're thankful to you that you are here with us, and everything we do, we do for your glory, Father, today. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. We give you praise and honor today. Hallelujah. Why don't you greet someone this morning? Tell them that you're glad to see them. Glory to God. Thank you, team. God bless you this morning. Appreciate you all. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Thank you. Good to see you. Beautiful children there. You can go ahead. Good morning, Father's House Family Church. It is Nasha Barton here with this week's upcoming events and announcements. So listen up. I would like to first take this opportunity to welcome all of our guests, all of our first-time visitors. Come on, Father's House. Let's give them a real big welcome, and God bless you. We thank God for you worshiping with us this morning. We welcome you with the love of God, and we pray that you have experienced that love as you have been sitting in the service thus far, and that you continue to do so. Listen, we would love to connect with you further. If you don't mind, please fill out that connection card that you received today and turn it in during our offering time, and then we have a gift for you. We don't want you to leave without that gift. Again, thank you so much for worshiping with us today. You've actually come on an amazing day because following our short service today, we're going to head over to Watson's Pond in Taunton, and we're going to have a baptism and a barbecue, and guess what? You are are invited. We would love for you to stay just a little longer with us and uh, have a good time over with us at Watson's Pond. So if you don't, we would love to worship with you again. So come and worship with us very, very soon. As of today, we have received enough school supplies to fill eight backpacks. Praise God. Thank you so much for participating in this impact opportunity. Again, you have no idea the impact this going to make on the family, on the child, on the mother or father. So just thank you so much for being led of the Lord and being obedient and donating to this wonderful impact opportunity. Listen, there's a slide on the screen now. You can take a picture of that while you're out shopping for school supplies. You can recall what we have received, what we still need to receive. And keep in mind, this uh, school supplies drive is going to be going on until July the 31st. At that point, then we will stop that. Also, if you don't want to bring in school supplies, but you want to contribute money, you can indicate that on your offering envelope or also if you give through the Push Pay app. Thank you so much for being a blessing to these families. And we pray God's blessings and abundance back into your life. Amen. Couples, we are so excited for our upcoming Martha's Vineyard date day outing. We cannot wait to spend the day with you. Um, if you could please let us know by next Sunday so you have another week um, by next 
Sunday. If you will be attending, that would be awesome. That way we can get all the tickets together. Uh, again, you can just give through the PushPay app or you can indicate on your offering envelope that you are contributing towards the Keenum Couples Date Day outing. It's going to be $100 a person. It's going to be amazing and we cannot wait to spend the day with you. Amen. Okay, this concludes our announcements this morning and at this time I'm going to call forth Mike Clark who's our lit youth leader and he has a few announcements for us from our lit youth. So let's receive him. How about now? All right. So the Cape Cod, Cape Cod and Flavel Park trip is going to be on August 6th. Um, we're asking everyone to meet us at the milk bottle close to the highway, if everyone knows where that is in Taunton. Uh, Rainham, I mean. It's in Rainham. We're going to meet there at 8.30 in the morning, so that way we can uh, kind of have a parade going down to the park so we kind of all get there at the same time. If anyone needs a ride, uh, please let me know. We can drop your kids off there, we can carpool from there. Um, with that, the church is covering the cost of the transportation and an entrance, uh, admittance to the park, but if your kids would like some spending money to buy stuff at the park for their lunch, please give that to them. Uh, the permission slip and the list of all the things that uh, my lovely wife got together, the things that we think the kids would need, is on the back table. Permission slips have to be turned in. I know we're a small group and we're a family here, but pretty soon we won't be such a small group and we want to get in the mindset of making sure we do the right thing. So permission slips are also on that back table and they have to be turned in for every child that comes, all right? Uh, also, uh, I don't think we've had the opportunity to thank you so much for the breakfast that you guys came down and supported us. It meant a great deal to the kids. They already have plans. They're doing cookies, banana bread, brownies. There's going to be a lot of stuff there. Um, also, Aaron, could you please come up? With the bake sale, we're also going to be selling our first Lit Youth merch. So uh, we can get the, you can get the T-shirt for 15 bucks. It's a steal. <laughs> and we also have hoodies, same design, same color, for 37 uh, It's first come, first serve. Uh, once we run out, we run out. Uh, if, 
if enough people want some more shirts, we will order more. But for now, there's a dozen of each. So get there quick, because they're going to go fast. We have all different sizes. So if we run out of your size, I'm sorry. <laughs> Again, thank you guys so much. It means a lot to me. This is our first real big trip that we're taking the kids on. And uh, we want to make it special. We want to make it something that when the youth starts to come, when we get our brand new building, that they know we don't just do things here. It's not just always church all the time, that there is fun. Our kids want to have fun. We want to have fun. We want to make church fun. So uh, it means a lot to us that you guys have been supporting us. Thank you so much. I'm definitely getting me one of those shirts and a hoodie. Aaron, you look good up here. Super job, man. <laughs> All right, so who's ready to give? Awesome. Amen. It's always a privilege to give. Awesome. Question. Ask yourself, what if God is testing your heart? In Genesis chapter 22, we saw God test Abraham with the son he was yearning for his, for his really his entire life, the promised child, he finally gets this child, and then God says, all right, I want you to offer him up for me. And Abraham, being the great man that he was, was going to go through. He didn't question it. He said, okay, let's do this. I always wonder how Isaac took that. I just would love to have been a fly on the wall. <laughs> but he went ahead and was going to go through it. Of course, the angel of the Lord says, stop, don't touch him. <laughs> don't touch him. But he had already proved in uh, verse 18, Genesis twenty-two eighteen, 18. And in thy seed shall all the nations of the, of the earth be blessed because thou hast obeyed my voice. We saw that Abraham was tested to really the max, the extreme. And his faith, this was, Lord, you just gave me this child, and now you want me to offer him up? But the Lord, the Lord is always so much smarter than us. Can we agree the Lord is smarter than us? <laughs> he said, I don't want your child. I want to see your faith and your obedience. And once Abraham showed that, he unlocked that faith and obedience, he really, he was blessed beyond measure. Like we just saw in verse 18 shall all the nations of the earth be blessed through his seed. We say Abraham is the father of faith. So relating that back to us, the word always comes back to our lives. Is there anywhere in our lives God is testing your heart? Now, I'm not saying go out and empty your savings accounts or go uh, put your son or daughter on, on the offering, but is there somewhere God is working on you, dealing with you, and it's really a faith exercise, an obedience exercise. And we saw with Abraham, once he obeyed, he was blessed ten times over, a hundred times over. So I just want to encourage you, if there's any, anyone who's being dealt with by God, he's trying to test your heart. Maybe he wants to see your faith, your obedience. Let God prove how great he is in your life. Amen? Awesome. And we can also give, I like to give um, by mobile, but you can also give through the website or envelope. Awesome. 
Do we have any numbers for the roof? There we go. So we received $50 today. Super job, guys. I know we are faithful givers, and we're going to get that number as low as possible. Glory be to God. Awesome, awesome. And next, I think Ivan is uh, all hands on deck back there. <laughs> yes, do we have a confession? <laughs> there we go. Who's ready? All right. Because we are tithers, the windows of heaven are open. The blessing is being poured out. Because we are sowers, we are furnished in abundance for every good work. We receive jobs or better jobs, raises and bonuses, benefits, sales and commissions, settlements, estates and inheritances, interest and income, rebates and returns. We receive checks in the mail, supernatural wealth transfer, bills paid off, debts demolished, royalties received, and properties acquired. We are getting our buildings, lands, houses, vehicles, and equipment. God is bringing into our house great big seed, and we are moving forward in faith in every area of our lives. We command our harvest to come. Harvest, come to us now. Harvesting angels, go get it and bring it to us right now. In Jesus' name, amen. You can come up and uh, distribute your offering. Glory to God. Thank you, Mr. Craig. Bless the Lord. That's a good word. What's the Isaac in your life that God's asking for? Hmm. He won't take it from you, but he'll receive it if you'll give it to him. He'll never take it, but he's checking your heart. He wants to see if you'll release it to him. So what's your Isaac? Glory to God. Hello, Mr. Davis. Good morning. Put that here. Okay, stay, stay. All right. <laughs> Father, we thank you for this opportunity to give. Little did we know when we typed up that confession that we would be looking for land. <laughs> but you dropped that into our heart way back then. And so we thank you that what you're doing, Father God, today, uh, you established long ago. You ordained it before the foundations of the world. And so we're grateful for that. You see every one of us as blessed. You see us provided for because you know, Father, that you provided, you've provided all of our needs according to your riches and glory. And that's how you see us. You call us blessed, you see us blessed, and we declare that we are living in the blessing in Jesus' name. And anything that you require of us, we give it to you with our full open heart. And we thank you, Father, for the blessing that continues to flow in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Little did we know. Little did we know. Hallelujah. Eric sends his love this morning. I'm, I'm missing my, my better half this morning. He's at home. He's recovering. But he's doing very well. So we thank God for that. I'm, I'm believing that by next week we'll see him here. He's... You know, little by little, when you, you have back surgery, you've got to take it easy. 
and you know, so, and he's the type, oh, I don't feel any pain right now. <laughs> He'll get up and do stuff, and we do not want to end up in the same place as we were. Amen. So we use wisdom. So he's missing today. Uh, I'm excited about today. Are you excited yes. about today? It's Baptism Sunday, which is one of my favorite Sundays. You're like, okay, this is probably the third time she said it's her favorite Sunday. But it is. It's one of my favorite Sundays. Uh, Baptism Sunday is always a good time. I'm excited to get over there to Watson Pond and uh, dunk some people. Although I won't be doing it this morning, you're in good hands. Mr. Mike and Mr. Henry will be helping. So you can relax. It's going to be a joy, you know, because I come up to about like right here to everybody else. It just doesn't work well for me to get in the water. It would be over my head, you know, in the pool. I was thinking I'd be like, okay, here we go, you know, last year in the pool. And so uh, it just doesn't look right. So we ain't even going to try it. So I'm smart enough to know that God has put some mighty men in our church who can assist. Amen. I don't got to do everything. <laughs> Glory to God. I will facilitate. Uh, but you will be in good hands. And so those who are being baptized, this is an exciting day for you. And we're excited to be able to witness it and be a part of your journey because this is definitely a significant event in the life of a believer. It really is. How many of you remember your baptism? Yeah, I remember mine. I was probably about, I don't know, eight or nine. And I remember mine very well. Uh, it was very cold. I know a lot of people in this church remember there, some with thunder and lightning storm coming. Uh, and some with like ice, it felt, in the water. I'm sure, Mr. Mike, he was baptized not by fire, but by ice. <laughs> and so you don't forget those, do you? But it's just a wonderful opportunity. I was thinking about baptism, and it really is a demonstration externally and physically of what has transpired internally and spiritually. That really is what it is. It's just a demonstration of that. And so it's an exciting time uh, for those who are being baptized. And so I'm excited for you. And so we're going to quickly talk about baptism. I want to make sure we fully understand it. And uh, maybe the Lord will show us a couple things regarding it that we maybe didn't know before. Or he can clarify some things for us uh, as believers. Amen? Our church statement of faith concerning water baptism is this. Baptism in water is by immersion, and it is a direct commandment of our Lord. It is for believers only. This ordinance is a symbol of the Christian's identification with Christ in his death, burial, and resurrection. And we have some supporting scriptures that you can look at. Matthew 28, 19, we're not going to read them. Romans 6, 4, Colossians 2, 12 and Acts 8, 36 to 39. Now, we'll read some of them, but I'm not reading them at this moment. Uh, so, right up front, so we understand it, water baptism does not save you or transform you from spiritual death to spiritual life. You get water baptized after you become born again. And what we mean by that is we receive Jesus. We confess him with our mouths. We believe in our hearts, confess him with our mouths. Amen? Amen? And then after we make that decision, that comes first. That's the prerequisite. Then we get baptized in water. Water baptism does not take the place of what Romans 10, verse 9 and 10 says. Romans 10, 9 and 10 says, If you openly declare 
that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God. Amen. Glory to God. And it is by openly declaring your faith that you are saved. And so once you do that, we aren't baptized to get saved. We're baptized because we are saved. Amen? Amen. Some churches require that individuals uh, be water baptized into their church as a way of acceptance. That's a belief in some churches. We don't believe or practice that in this church. Water baptism is for you. It's not for the church. It's for you as an individual. We facilitate it and we celebrate it with you, but ultimately it's for you as the believer. Amen? It's not something that the church requires. It's for you. So when it comes to children being baptized, we get asked this a lot of times. When should my child be baptized? I get that question a lot. Some say at the age of accountability. Some kids are a little slower to be accountable than others, aren't they? Some are like 12 and you're still like, dude, don't you know right from wrong yet? Because <laughs> they're always into something. But some say the age of accountability. Uh, the way I look at it is uh, once a child is born again, once you know that they've declared that Jesus is Lord, once they are born again, and once they have a full understanding, once they can fully understand what baptism means, then it's time. It's time. Uh, an easy way to determine that they're not ready is if they're kicking and screaming the whole way to the water, it ain't time. <laughs> if they're going, you're going to be baptized today. Oh, oh, no, it's not time yet. It's not time yet. If that's what they're doing, let them, let them wait a, a little while. It's been my experience that like seven, eight years old, a lot of the kids really want to do it. Like my granddaughter heard us talking about it and she's like, oh, I'll be baptized. Well, two years ago she was like, oh no, I'm not, you know, but now she's more inclined to doing it. So when they're ready, because again, it's for the individual, you want them to understand it. A lot of times, you know, in, in certain churches when they do the christening, the baby's screaming. You know, well, that's not how this type of baptism is. We don't want them screaming. We want them to be fully understanding what's happening. And so if they're not ready, just don't be upset. Just say, okay, when they're ready, it's going to be an exciting time for them, just like it is for everybody else. Amen? Amen. Glory to God. Uh, now, we've established that water baptism is for believers, and we also believe that it is by immersion. What does that mean? That means baptism by complete submersion of the person in the water. Some believe in sprinkling, uh, you know, but we believe in full immersion, complete submersion. The reason for that is we see it in the Bible. And so I'll give you an example in Acts chapter 8, verse 36 to 39. It says, as they rode along, they came to some water. This is uh, Philip and the eunuch. And the eunuch said, look. There's some water. <laughs> He's very intelligent. And why, <laughs> why can't I be baptized? Because they were talking about it, right? And so he, why can't I be baptized? He ordered the carriage to stop, and they went down into the water. The spirit of the Lord snatched Philip away. The eunuch never saw him again. 
uh, and the eunuch went on his way. I skipped a part. When they came up out of the water, the spirit of the Lord snatched Philip away. So when they came up out of the water, amen? Matthew chapter 3 and verse 16 is another verse that talks about when Jesus himself was baptized by John. And it says, it uses the same phrase, when he came up out of the water, the spirit descended on him. Remember, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. When he came up out of the water. So that is where we get, there's a few more references in the word of God in the different gospels about that, but those are just two as to why we fully submerge the individual. Look at Matthew chapter 28 and verse 19. This is the direct commandment from Jesus. It says, therefore, and go make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. So this is a commandment from Jesus himself to us. So review, baptism is for believers only. It's by immersion, and it's a direct commandment from Jesus. Amen. Now let's look at the last part of our statement of faith, which answers the question. So what does it mean to be baptized? This ordinance, water baptism, is a symbol of the Christian's identification with Christ in his death, burial, and resurrection. This is the most important part of it, right? Simply put, Water baptism is an outward testimony of your inward transformation. An outward testimony. You are saying, yes, I identify with Christ in his death, burial, and resurrection. Remember when Jesus died, the old us, our spirit, died with him. And when he was raised, we were raised with him to newness of life. We got a whole, uh, not, just a, not just a renovation, but our whole spiritual interior was made new when we received Jesus. It's a spiritual thing that occurs. We receive his nature, the nature of God. Amen. Romans 6 verse 4 says, Therefore we were buried with him through baptism into death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we should walk in newness of life. We were raised together with him, Ephesians 1 says. But we weren't just raised up to live the same old life that we were living before. No, we were raised up to live a new life in Christ Jesus. Glory to God. That's the reason for complete submersion. It symbolizes you being buried with Christ. You go down under the water, buried with Christ, then being risen with him, coming up out of the water. Hallelujah. The old passes away, and the new life comes. Amen. Now that happens when we pray the prayer of salvation. This is a demonstration of that. It's a demonstration of what you've done. An outward testimony that you are demonstrating when you are water baptized. There's a song that says, there's been a big change in me. Oh, a big change in me. I am so happy 
and I am so free. That's what it means to be born again. Not, no longer spiritually bound or spiritually attached or spiritually uh, serving the enemy. No longer are you in partnership with him when you become born again. You cut and sever ties with him. Now you say, well, I still do things that maybe aren't right. Well, yeah, because your spirit was saved. <laughs> now you need to work on getting your soul saved. <laughs> That's where the real work comes in. Because the soul is that part of you that makes the choices and the decisions. Your body is just going to go along with whichever part of you is the most strongest. If your spirit is strong and you have a strong spirit, your body will go in line with that if your soul is in line with that. But if your soul, if your spirit is weak, your soul is going to dictate everything that you do. What's your soul? Your mind, your will, and your emotions. And they'll just lead you down every path. And your body will just be happy to follow because your body just does whatever. It's a servant to your spirit and to your soul. It will just do whatever. And so uh, that's the part we work on. But even during baptism, this is what I like. Even during baptism, if your faith is there, you can exercise your faith and you could say, hmm, just as I'm going down in the water, and just as the water washes us, right? When you take a shower, a bath, whatever, you get washed. Well, I'm believing that my mind is washed when I go down under. I'm believing that I'm coming up with thinking a new thoughts. And you exercise your faith in that way. Exercise your faith. This is what you make it. You will get out of baptism what you want to get out of it. If it's just a good dunk <laughs> on a hot day, that's exactly what it will be. A good dunk on a cool off on a hot day. Or if it's more to you, guess what? You're going to receive more, and God will honor that. Amen? It can be the kind of day you want it to be. You make the most of it. You make a lot of it or much of it. You're going to get much out of it. Amen? Glory to God. So the inward transformation happens first when we are touched by the grace of God. Transformation always comes. We've talked about that. The real work for us after we are saved, like we said, is renewing this mind. Renewing this mind. Hallelujah. And getting this natural body to align with our spirit. 1 Peter 3.21 says, And baptism, which is a figure of their deliverance, does now also save you from inward questionings and fears. There's a work inside too. Not by removing of outward body filth, like bathing, but by providing you with the answer of a good and clear conscience. Conscience. Inward clean, cleanliness and peace before God because you are demonstrating what you believe to be yours through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. What do you believe that the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus has done for you? What do you believe? Whatever you believe, that's what this is a demonstration of. I believe that because he was buried 
and he resurrection, resurrected, and I was raised up with him, and the place that he seated us in heavenly places with him, I believe that I can live as he lived on this earth. It says, as he is in this world, so are we. As he is, so am I. And so I believe that. And so if I was getting baptized today, I'd be having that in my heart the whole time they're doing I probably wouldn't even hear what they're telling me. <laughs> I'd be going down, woohoo, praise the Lord. <laughs> I can live like he lives. <laughs> I can live like he lived on this earth. Glory to God. So if you're struggling with mind or flesh, this body, you can use this as an opportunity today. It doesn't just have to be an outward testimony of an inward transformation, but you can also demonstrate what you believe to be yours. You can believe. You can, you can demonstrate that. Salvation is more than just an inward change. It should affect our mind and our body. That's where the work comes in. But it, 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 it affects the spirit, soul, and body. Spirit, soul, and body. So as you go down under the water and come up, you can exercise your faith and demonstrate that you believe that you, spirit, soul, and body, are walking in the newness of life that God has offered you. You can believe that. Spirit, soul, and body. Not just in my spirit, but spirit, soul, and body. All part of me is walking in the newness of life that God provided for me. I shared the individual, this testimony of the individual, the young girl that got baptized, and when she came up out of the water, the scars from cutting were gone. That's a demonstration of the power of the Holy Spirit. It's a demonstration. It's a gift of the Spirit in operation, isn't it? Working of miracles, because scars take time, and they had been there for a long time, but every time that girl looked at it, it reminded her of how bad she thought she was. And so God just took care of that for her. He took care of it for her. Why? Because her faith was there. And so whatever it is that you are believing for, ask the Lord to demonstrate that to you. Colossians 2.12, for you were buried with Christ when you were baptized, and with him you were raised to new life because you trusted the mighty power of God who raised Christ from the dead. Hallelujah. So baptism is for believers only. Children should do it after they are saved and have full understanding of the importance and significance of it. It is by complete immersion. It is a direct commandment of our master Jesus. And it's an outward testimony of the inward transformation that you have received. Glory to God. Understood? I think that's pretty clear. At the baptism, those of you who are being baptized, you'll hear me say to each of you, on the confession of your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of God, and by his authority, we baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And once I say amen, Mr. Mike and Henry will assist you in, in your baptism. Oh, he said two minutes. No. <laughs> he said he really wants you to remember it. Uh, so the, the, the position, this, there is nothing spiritual about this part. Do you understand? Nothing spiritual about this part. This is totally physical and natural. The position that you will take in the water 
will ask you, first of all, have you received Jesus as your Lord and Savior? So like in a wedding, you say, yes, or I have, or yes, I have, whatever you want to say, like in a wedding. You know, they say, I do. That's your, that's your cue. I do, or I have. And then the position that you'll take will be to hold your nose. Nothing spiritual about this. We just want to ensure that you take in the least amount of water that you can during this process. We don't need you coming up all, you know. So you hold your nose, but then hold your hand. Hold your, hold your arm, just like that. And then they'll assist you with the rest. You don't got to throw yourself back. They'll take care of that for you, all right? And so this would be, you know, you just, yes, I have. Okay, we're ready to go. Down and up very quickly. Don't be nervous about it. It's a joyful time. We're all celebrating with you. Don't be, like, embarrassed. No, no this is awesome. We've all done it. And it's an exciting time. If, if baptism was required every year, I would do it. <laughs> I would do it. But it's not, right? It's not. You do it one time, and you re as long as you remembered it, and you know what reason you did it for. Now, if you did it and you're like, I don't even, it didn't even mean much to me, then do it again. It's okay. Do it again. If it didn't mean nothing to you, you want it to mean something to you. It should, it should be a significant moment that you look back and go, yeah, that was an awesome thing. That was an awesome thing. Amen? Glory to God. All right. So that's baptism. And I'm grateful for today that we're going to be doing this together. Uh, I'm, I'm thankful to God that he, uh, look at this weather. Everything that we've done this year, for anything that we've done concerning the church, we've had beautiful weather. I just thank God for that. Amen? That's, I thank him for that. It's a little warm, but humid, but it's okay. So we're going to get ready to go. Uh, Patty did text me a little while ago and said something about the parking uh, for Rhode Island residents was higher than what we thought. But uh, we might need to tell them that we have reserved the pavilion or something. I don't know. Their prices have been changing. Uh, the 